Alright, good evening everybody. This is another episode of Living Love It Pocket Podcast. Once again, I'm your host, George. And like any other night, I hope everyone's having a good night. And tonight, I have a new episode. Actually, a good friend of mine's name is Chris. Chris Tavares, young 20-year-old kid with a lot of good dreams, a lot of high hopes. Actually, as a photographer. Welcome to the show, Chris. Thank you for having me on the show. First of all, I just want to say thank you. How's everything with you? Everything's going good now. Especially as well with this COVID and Black Lives Matter movement going on as well. Things inside of it as well, like family issues. So one one of the things I'm very clear, um, you know, I want I've been feeling to know the mindset of a young man compared to you know the life we growing up to. Uh, there's a theory that used to always tell me, you know, as you get older, you get wiser. So it's very interesting to know what you're going through, uh, at the same time what you're experiencing. Not a lot of us could relate to for some who knows maybe it's not, not so different from our mindset i don't like to really judge people by age at all but i always think that knowledge is power so knowledge is definitely power but i also think experience is a lot of power as well i think it's equal i believe as you do get older you do start to pick up more things but you can be my age and not gone through anything that crazy yet or you could be someone who's 15 gone through the struggle and gain a lot of experience and be more wise than the person who's older than you. I don't know if that makes sense, but. I mean, yeah, it could happen to any of us. I mean, shit happens. I think that's what it's about being young, right? To go and try something new. Growing up as a teenager, I tried my best to do as much as possible, but I was limited because I saw the world so small. There wasn't things around me. How about you when you were young, you know? When I was younger, growing up in the Bronx, it's the same thing. I don't think anything has much changed from where you grew up and how I grew up. When you grew up in that in the projects or you grew up in the hood, all types of bad influences. So you think that's all you know the world is. But when you venture out even 10, 20 minutes out, out of the Bronx to Manhattan, you see that's not the whole world. Everything's more peaceful. Everything's better. So when did you realize there was a different world out there? Um, I realized a different world when... My brother went to college and he would tell me all these good things about traveling the world and going to a new place that was not the Bronx. It was not crazy. It was just nice, peaceful, hard work and dedication. Like that environment is nice. I'm from, I grew up in Brooklyn and Queens. My parents are both separated. So I grew, I grew up in Queens and in Brooklyn. So I get to see a different point of view in every single way. Home is home. So you grew up in the Bronx and I'm pretty sure you saw the good, the bad, the ugly. Sometimes we get used to it. We get used to seeing certain things. People make fun of it. They stereotype New York City in so many different ways, but it's the truth. But how about school? What was your your mindset hearing the fact that your brother was going to go to Cali and gave you all these different point of views? But then again, your experience here in school, what's the difference? Because when I went to school, I think it was more of a popularity contest. But then as I got older, I realized people were just in their own element. And then cliques were formed. Unintentionally, you were part of a clique, whether you like it or not. I definitely agree with that. See, I had two different experiences, right? So I went to a high school in the Bronx, and I was I went to school in the Bronx for long. I remember a lot of the school in the Bronx, like it, it'd be what, what kind of flock clothes you got, how many people you know, how many people cool with you, all that accumulates to how popular in the school. And if you're not, you don't fit the criteria of um trying to be that person. 
they're going to get picked on. But when we go to school in Manhattan, no matter what school I went to, it wasn't like that. There was no popular kids. It was cliques. They, I, I, was, I was in the basketball team. So that's, that's why it's like one little click right there. But there was like no popularity type of thing going on, hierarchy. Why is it so important? I mean, I'm trying to remember really closely back in high school. Yeah, I mean, unintentionally you had to chill with your little groupie, but then there's a time that you don't, just don't give a fuck who you hang out with. It still, ha- it still matters now? Does it still matter the importance of who you hang out with? When, when I went to 11th grade, I just stopped talking to everybody. I just didn't want to talk to nobody, didn't care. I would just skip school or just stay in a staircase, just chilling by myself. I didn't. So for some people, it does matter to them. They want to feel accepted. Me, I just stopped giving a fuck. I just stopped caring. I just didn't care anymore. Because at the end of the day, I, you have to realize high school is a little bubble compared to the rest of the world. Like, it only matters to you because you're in that little bubble. Once you leave, you're not going to be in that bubble anymore, so you don't care anymore. A good 98% of the people you know in high school, you will never talk to them again, never see them again, never even interact with them again, ever again. Is that this done? That little phase in your life is done, it's over with. You gotta go and step into the real world and figure out how you're gonna maneuver in your career, how you're gonna maneuver in college, how you're gonna maneuver paying bills, how you're gonna maneuver a lot of obstacles in your life. The real world would hit you so hard, you wouldn't even know what happened. So, what is one thing you think we don't see that teams go through? nowadays in high school oh, easily is the uh depression and anxiety a lot of adults like parents they like oh you're fine you're just it's just this this and that and like no nah, like, it, it's a real thing um in high school when i first started i used to want to be that cool kid everybody does everybody used to want to be that cool kid want to be the one who feels accepted but i was never that person and because of that i felt left out and i felt anxiety because i thought you know people gonna pick on me or bully me or in any type of way so i always felt some type of anxiety when it comes to like i, I sometimes i mumble my words because i'm not used to speaking because i'm always being left in the back i got used to that bypass that i asked that question also because you grew up in that era where social media plays a big role in mm-hmm. your life when i was young myspace aol that was like the thing then college you hit the facebook world so it was a little different but it wasn't much of a big influence compared to how it is now. They make they have to like show a certain phase now. See, when I was young, you're right. It was a popularity contest and all that, but it wasn't that much exposed besides being in school. Because when I was young, the popular kid in school was popular in school, acted like a big shot in school. But then when after school was over, he was back with his parents walking down the street, helping him with groceries, you know? There was no, no image after that. Well, they tried to some, but now you have a social media world where young kids get cyberbully. That's have you seen that in your school? Because I know that for a fact that when I was dealing with some of the youths, they used to talk about that how they had to be careful what they post online because Monday morning in school people could talk about it. Everything screenshot, you know, everything is about that first image. That oops, I posted a too much to show picture or I said something I shouldn't have said online. And I wonder, when you were in school, did you see that? Did you see how that caused anxiety or depression? I definitely seen that. Oh, man, I seen that on multiple occasions. There was one, this is one story I have. So back in high school, there was a teen that had a boyfriend. She was sending illicit pictures, like nudes and stuff like that. And so that got leaked. The next day, she was in the bathroom crying tears. 
absolute tears. She didn't know what to do with life. And people used to call her a thot, hoe. She was, they was coming at me things about her body, disproportionate, all types of things. It was really bad because I, I knew the girl and I would talk to her at home. When she go home, I would talk to her and she was like contemplating suicide because she didn't know what to do anymore. It's, it's hard to give someone advice on something you never went through. I never had that happen to me. So I, I was kind of just there trying to console her so she won't do something that she will regret. Cause their whole life, and you see their whole life just flash. Like, they don't know what to do to themselves no more. They're just there, and they're just shocked and don't want to live no more. Fine, you're right. Some of us don't know what that, what that feels like. But at the same time, it's high school is like a kingdom for people. People go to high school because they don't like what they're going through at home. They are, they are a different persona when they go to school. And maybe, you know, having these images leaked causes a lot of anxiety and depression, even suicidal thoughts, like you said. But you know what it is? It's, it's fresh. Doing that is something new. It doesn't do like it used to be back in the days. Um, that wasn't available when I was young. No one used to send you shit like that through text message. We barely had text message. We had no fucking emojis. What happened, you know, and overall, was she okay after? Did she move on after? Or you just do not talk to her anymore? Oh, no. I mean, I keep tabs on her. Like, I, I check in with her here and there. But I don't, I keep my distance from a lot of people because I just, I like to protect my energy. I like to focus on myself before anyone else. Because you can't be happy or spread happiness or help anyone if you're not happy yourself. And that, that, I think that's the key important thing that life moves on. Yeah, life well, like, yeah. On. I mean, I'm happy you say that because some people it takes years to just hear that those words. It took me a long time myself to hear it, just to let you know how I feel. High school, high school is about who you dating, who you want to be with. When I was young, I dated a girl that I was like madly in love with, and that caused a lot of issues through my teenage years. because I didn't know what love was I thought you know when you're young you get a girlfriend you're learning the concepts but I didn't know there's so many fucking rules that you just have a girlfriend hold your hand take her to class you know make sure you wait for her after lunch all this other shit and you know growing up at home you don't know what you have so you just feel more comfortable when you go to school I remember I met people that didn't like going to school because they didn't like seeing what they were going through bullying was a big thing when I was young and, you know, you sharing this story right now makes me think about, you know, hearing the stories of people I met that try to use the word suicide in the past. And that's some real shit, you know, and I want to make sure that people listening to this realize that the youth go through a lot of shit right now. And sometimes as parents or older brothers or siblings, yo, you guys are way smarter than we were when you were age. And you guys probably go through a lot more shit than we did during your age. So we have to be very mindful that, you know, you have a voice. But I wonder, when you said depression, what do you mean by that? When I say depression, it's feeling alone. Nobody should feel that they're left out or they just don't have no one to connect to because everyone has a feeling of being alone. Whether you're going through family issues, school issues, love life, anything that makes you feel alone, everyone has gone through. Everyone has gone through it. And feeling alone, is, it's, 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 I think it's kind of like human nature. It stems from not being accepted or not feeling you've been loved, right? One advice I would give is that mental health should be good. You shouldn't have to feel like you 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 don't have no love from nobody. No one wants to live like live a life like that. Like that's not true. Like no one wants to live a life where they can't feel love from a from the mom or or from a pops or from a close friend or a girlfriend. Like, no one or boyfriend. No one wants to feel. 
they did not loved or did not being heard. What do you think about people that don't realize that? You know, there's some people that deny it, that they're okay and they don't want nobody's help. Or they feel like no one has gone through what they're going through. It's, it's, it's difficult to talk about certain things, you know? But uh, one thing I do to think about the youth that I work with, you've been part of that as well, is whatever you did in high school, that shit goes away once you hit the real world, you know? That shit don't exist no more. That popularity you had in high school, that don't mean shit no more in the real world. You were the quietest kid in school when you were in high school. I look, I know people that didn't have no friends in high school. I have people that they thought they were the, people thought they were the ugliest girl in high school. And guess what? The most prettiest fucking girl in high school. The most successful mm-hmm. girl in high school. The most fucking outspoken person now in the real world. Because you know what? I think high school is about identifying yourself, finding out who you are. Um, sometimes people don't let you do that. Society doesn't let you do that as well. Because let's face it, schools in New York City are not ideally the greatest. There's also some some toxic some toxic relationship that comes with it. Growing up, I didn't have the best teachers. I had teachers that were stressed the fuck out. I had about maybe a handful of teachers I think I grew up with that were very, very, very into my career in the near future, especially when it comes to SATs and making sure I graduate. But other than that, I went to school because I wanted to be with my friends. I wanted mm-hmm. to escape the reality I was currently in. I wanted to learn more about myself. For me, school wasn't really an escape for me. Like, nothing was really an escape for me besides uh, my photography career that currently I'm trying to pursue again. Growing up, I lived in the hood, and I, I, didn't, I didn't even live in an apartment. I lived in a room with my mom. Small room, no apartment, just, just a regular rented room. I called it home because at the end of the day, I had someone to sleep at night. And so... Leaving home to go to school and have a teacher tell me I won't be shit, not also a good thing. I teachers, I, I think all my teachers in, in the Bronx told me at least five times within a year that I won't be nothing. I will be either dead or in jail or be a bum somewhere. That that, that was my reality. If don't worry, you don't, don't, there's a lot of teachers do that, by the way. Don't don't worry, you're not the only one. I can tell you, kid, countless people you hear that from. As a kid, you don't really, like, you're a little kid and you don't really think, like, these teachers are adults and you, you, look, to, you look up to the adults, these adults are supposed to teach you and supposed to guide you towards the right direction. So for an adult to say you won't be nothing, like, or you're going to die in the streets or you're going to be a gang member or you're going to just be a bum, like, you, you kind of take it to heart a little bit. It, it, it could be. It could be the professor. It could be the counselor you had. Um, but like I said, as I got early, I got older. There's always two sides to every story and how they feel, how they start their day. So maybe a teacher's going through so much shit themselves, you know. Maybe the person's tired. Maybe the person's been doing this for 30 years and is tired of trying to help people. Maybe they have their favorites. Who knows? Yeah. When I started when I started working with youth, I had a hard time connecting with a few of them. I didn't give up on them because I knew exactly how I felt to be given up on. I had a guidance counselor that. The first time she met me, she was all cool. You know, she gave me my classes, and then she fucked up somehow and missed some classes, so I had to take extra classes next semester. Next thing you know, I started doing bad in school. She didn't give a shit about me. She didn't care what the hell I was doing. She just told me that if I don't graduate, if I don't pass this class, I get left back. But then when I stuck around and I saw her with another student, who was ironically one of my classes, she was giving me like a pep talk, motivating him letting him know that things will be better you know please try this and i was like i felt a little jealous 
you know, felt a little bit like, damn, you care about this person more than me. And then, you know, sometimes you, you get the misinterpretation of life, like, am I worthy? Do I feel like I'm enough, you know? And as a youth, that shit could hit you hard. I, I definitely agree with that. For the longest, longest part of my life, I felt insecure because I didn't, I didn't, I never valued myself. I always thought myself as lesser than somebody else. I just didn't feel comfortable with myself. I always felt like I had to battle for everything in my life in terms of like my looks or just small things like I just mentioned. It's, 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 insecurity and not feeling you're good enough can definitely negatively affect you. It, it's, it's crazy how a mindset can really change your life. It, it really is insane. It's an it factor in life. We all go through something that really catches our attention. It's, it's something that your age, look at it, you're 20 and you realize that. That's what's up, man. And this, like I speak to you earlier during, before this podcast, I also mentioned about how you grew up in a different time frame where, you know, if you need motivation and you need someone to talk to, not only, like you said, you're right, you're not alone, but, you know, you have the virtual support too. And I see when I mean the virtual support, we're talking about YouTube. We're talking about motivational speakers. We're talking about, you know, one click of a button and you can hear anything you want to make yourself feel better. When I grew up, it was just speaking to elderly people or anyone that's willing to even share anything with you. Let's face it, not everyone is trying to be supportive to you. Everyone has their own problems. But um, growing up, I had a few handful of people that I could speak to. And if I wasn't able to speak to them, I was able to analyze their lifestyle way they talk the way they act you know it made me think but yeah man it wasn't until i hit college that i really learned more about myself matter of fact the first time i went to college it was just fun and games just went to college try to find out who i was you know the theory they say that didn't work out i lasted one year i did pretty good and the next thing you know it i wanted to work make some money growing up as a team you know growing up was that something that's important money oh definitely um, like I said before, I, I, for a long part of my life, um, I grew up in a room. I, I never had, I had an apartment growing up as a kid, but we got evicted from that. And me and my mom just started living room by room by room by room. Travel. We moved from room to room every year, every single year. We, we moved to a different room because we couldn't afford it anymore. So growing up, I had to realize that okay money is a big issue right now currently how can i make this and i'm I'm like 11 years old maybe 12 thinking okay how can i make my mom some money so we can live somewhat comfortably right now because there were times where there was no food i should have ate moldy cheese and moldy breads about the night or honey buns for the night that's just a fact of life for me and so not having money really makes a kid all right cool how can i make it so you start thinking all these ways and you see drug dealer go by and you, you see him wearing the fanciest clothes right in, in a car and he has his own place and you, it makes you think what if i could do that what if i can trap the way he does and get my mom and myself out the gutter and then that's what happens when it comes to money can either be good for you or bad for you depending on where you grow up and as you get older how can you put a line between the, the two you're right. You know, um, my parents weren't born here, so they struggled their ways to, you know, work and go to school. And you're right. <laughs> like I told you earlier, there were times that we see rice and cheese or rice with 
hot dogs. And for me, that's what's up. That was delicious food. But, you know, I didn't realize the importance of what I have until I got a little bit older when I wanted stuff and I couldn't afford it. Not that I, I couldn't afford it. Is that if I asked my parents for it, it was tough. Mm. Because, you know what? What they gave me as a little kid, elementary school. Look, in elementary school, my mom used to buy me pay less sneakers. You know, I wasn't into whole fashion. I got into fashion in, I think, junior high school when people told me, if you don't get into fashion, you know, you ain't shit. And, you know, little by little, I was trying to discover who I am. And I think that's what it is when you go to high school. You try to find out who you want. But like what you said, and it, I, call, I love this part, what I call is the art of not giving a fuck. Once you figure the part where you don't give a fuck what anyone thinks about you or say, that's when you feel a certain way. Now, you said, you know, growing up, you wanted to help your moms. Now, mm-hmm. as you're, now you're 20, you know, and you, I'm pretty sure you still have that mentality, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. So you said photography is something you love. Mm-hmm. You know, what is your goal with that, that photography? My goal, for that simple, make enough money where I'm comfortable and then some. Because I also want to just have, I have dreams and goals I set myself that I'm going to make sure before I die, my mom is going to have a good life. Great life. What, is, what does art mean to you? What does art and photography mean to you? Photography for me is capturing a moment of something cool, something aesthetic. And showing the person what, what they like, and having their their faces light up in excitement because they they oh that's me. I, I look good in this picture. It, it gives them like a, like a self confidence boost. I like that. I like having that that feeling that I get from other people when I show them their their, their pictures. Also, it's a way just capturing a a moment where time stops and it's that that one photo speaks a thousand different words and can mean different different things. So you have you started creating pictures? Have you started like collecting, making portraits? Yeah, on, on my uh, Instagram, the Creative Eye, uh, I have some fashion photo shoots there that I've done over the years when I first started doing photography. Um, I'm gonna get back into it in September and have more diverse content on it. So you know what you should do when you start doing that, start sending me pictures, and I'll put it on my Instagram. You know, it's about helping each other. So I'll definitely promote your pictures, let people see. Matter of fact, I know some photographers that I speak to that I have good, good quality cameras and they have good skill sets and good advice. So I could definitely connect with you. I'm pretty sure one of them is going to be listening to this. So feel free. I'll definitely hook you up with that. And I think that's the most important thing. Do not give up on your passion. Everybody who's listening to this podcast, I want everybody to do this one thing. It's one thing you take away from this podcast. I want to take, just take this advice. If you are going through any problem, right? Any single problem, I want you to find a passion a career that you really enjoy and focus steadily on that one passion and that one career. And I promise you'll be happier. Guaranteed. Cause you will wake up wanting to grind more on that passion. And in return, you will see your progress and it will, it will give you so much confidence, so much this happy living. And it don't matter what, where you are in life. You could be 15, you could be 34, 50, Passion has no age limit or age cap. You're right. It has no age limit. And you know what? It's great for you to think of that because nowadays all about passion. These last three months, what's your point of view? What have you been taking from your head, from this mindset? What have you learned? That's, that's a tough question. So I've realized how 
even though I have another, a lot of knowledge on mental health, I realized that there's a lot of parts of my brain that are weak, which is normal. Everybody has a lot of growing to do. It's normal. No one is always, no one's finished or even close to finished. There's always something to fix and something to be better on. But I realized that I lack a lot of, um, how's the word? I would say I lack confidence in my work. And work because I'm, give an example of that. So what I would do, right, subconsciously I would do this. So I will go through someone who has more followers than me and, and who are already in deep into the game of photography and who already established their name for themselves. And I'll compare my pictures to theirs. Subconsciously I'll do it. And, and I'll be like, why can I not take pictures like that? How come they can generate all this ad revenue or not average, all this revenue and I can't do the same thing? Why can I do it? And so I had to realize that it's not that I can't do it, it's that I don't know how to do it yet. The key word is yet. It can always be learned. So I had to, to rewire my brain from thinking negatively to positively, no matter what situation it is. I think you're in the right, the right mindset for this. The only way you're going to learn is by trying. And if you fail, you got to get back up and do it. Followers don't mean shit. Followers, as you know what? It, 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 if that person that you're looking at, that Instagram that you're looking at, is, has thousands and thousands of followers and has a certain amount of video pictures you like, do research. That's it. Don't compare yourself to him. But just do research. Do research and find out what program did he use? What editing did he use? Was it a lens? But same way goes with podcasting. I'm going to tell you right now, right at the bat, when I first started doing podcasting, it was about four years ago when someone introduced me to this that put me next to a mic and just talked to me for a brief. Next thing you know, they're like, hey, you know, that's kind of a podcast. I bought a bunch of equipment thinking, you know what? I could learn this shit. It took me about four months just to figure out the basics the programming. Then when I learned that editing was involved, photography is involved, mixing is involved, I got fucking discouraged. I was like, you know what? It's too much work. This shit is hard. I'm not going to be like other people that have a team of seven to eight people to work on one fucking show. And as you notice, since we have this whole COVID thing, you know, I'm stuck at home just like everyone else. And I said, you know what? Go on YouTube. Click on each person and find out what they did. The best thing you could do is research. And you know what? Conquer your fear. Because you know what? We're doing video right now. There's a lot of people that hate people watching videos of themselves. And if you like art, hit up, hit up an artist. Ask them for advice. Matter of fact, here's something that I learned from Gary V. You know, you follow mm-hmm. Gary V? Yeah. He, he's a fucking, he mind fucks people so good. You know, I got a TikTok for two reasons. One, to do research on what people like to talk about and see how they do other works. But at the same time, some of those actual TikTokers give advice on photography, on videography, on podcasting. And I'll be on those almost on a daily basis learning what they put. And guess what? I learned a lot. And another thing I do it because it's fear. Doing things that make you uncomfortable makes you get stronger. So like I said, when you take pictures, send them my way or just put, send up, put pictures up, raw pictures. Look, my podcast only has about 30 to 40 followers. So what? I'm happy with it. I get about 200 views. Okay, that's great. It's the message that's more important to me. One day, hopefully, yeah, I get 100. But am I going to panic if I don't get 100? No, because you know what? I put my heart into this work. 
I like what I'm doing. And if I have to like place it with a number, then then what's the fun of it? You follow your heart, you follow what you want to do in life, and you love it. You gotta love what you do, not do it as a job. I'm 35 years old by this weekend, like I told you. You have a 15-year gap with me. I love your mindset. I love the way you think. I wish I was thinking like that when I was 20 years old. Shit, I know people that are 30-something years old and don't think the same way you think. So you're in a good move. My question is, I don't want you to stop. I want you to continue because you said you have a story. Your mom's. You jump from apartment to apartment. Boy, that's rough. My best friend lived in a room for like, what, almost 10 to 12 years of his life? And now him and his mom have a nice two-bedroom, and he hustles. Maybe one of them will introduce you to him because you know what? He, he knows exactly how that means to grow up in a room. You can't even bring your friends over. You can't even, like, hang out. Sometimes you feel embarrassed of things. Look, my dad was a taxi driver when, he was a, when I was a kid. And everyone when I was a kid told me, you know, taxi drivers are for people that are poor. So I was embarrassed when I was a kid of my dad driving around in a taxi to pick me up from school. And then little by little, when I was in college, I'm like, really, I was like, well, what a dick move that was. The pressure of high school really tells you what you should like and don't like. Life is fun. Life is beautiful. And with everything going on right now, this is the perfect time for you to make changes and make decisions. And if you fail, fuck it. You're not alone, like you said. Man, I, I'm just speechless because that's exactly what I was thinking. Because it's a lot of, I don't even know what the words. You just, you just blew my mind just now. <laughs> like, I, I thank you for the compliment on like be, being 20 years old and having this mindset, but it took a lot to have what I have now in terms of men- mentally, because not to be, be like, not to like, kill the mood or anything, but I definitely, like high school before, I people who don't, it's still such a real thing, right? At 13 years old, I was very close to the end of my life, very close. And I feel like a lot of kids nowadays are get to that point where they, they, they get to that point where they want to do it, but it's something happens where they don't do it. And as a person who was that, at that, that edge to step off that ledge, I want to inspire other people to do the same thing. That's why I'm so passionate about photography. That's because photography saved my life. And that's why I encourage other people my age or older to find that passion and, and to find what they do in the fun. And this quarantine, it's the perfect, perfect time to hunker down and find what you like doing and to fix your mind. Despite that there are some things where family members are dying, and that's sad. That's very sad to see people who, who they have their family in front of them, and next thing you know, they can't be around them because they have the, the, the virus. And then next thing you know, they're dead. And it's very hard to deal with that. It's cruel to say, but life just moves on. Whether you like it or not, it just moves. It don't it's stop true. for nobody. It don't wait for nobody. It continues moving. Whether you're ready or not, it'll keep going. You ever thought about being like a youth counselor or just... That's actually what I was thinking of doing alongside of um, my, actual, my actual career. Where I kind of do, but not like, as like an actual like title. I just... I like talking to people. I like random people who I come across me. So I talk about my life. I like doing that. I like sharing my knowledge. You never know. You, you know the knowledge you spread can either light a fire and then they, they go crazy within their passion or find a passion or you can make the day and they do that that bad thought that you had they don't have no more so technically I, I guess you call it that but i don't really call it i don't i don't i just call it basic human nature well you have a social media platform you might as well use it 
I guess it's because I don't know what it is. Is it? It's not the same way you in person talking to somebody or, or like I can, right now I can see your face, right? So it's somewhat kind of in person, right? The virtual thing, but over some we can't see with somebody's face. It's it's hard to tell somebody advice or when you don't know exactly what they're going through. Because right now, me, me, you're talking right now one on one, and we can feed up each other's energy and talk. But when you have a platform, you're not, and you're the only person talking. How are you supposed to? Communicate you know what? It, it, could, it, it could also be an elevator pitch. You saw my social media right before I posted this. You saw earlier what I posted about, you know, one tip about life. For those that are listening right now on my on my social media, I posted a TikTok video, pretty much, pretty much saying that I don't care what people think about me. And guess what? I did that for a reason because two people hit me up about that. Two people wanted to share stuff to me. So that's what I'm saying. You have to use your social media as a platform because some people may relate to it. Two people hit me up to say, you know what? I feel what you're talking about or how can you do this? And that's the whole purpose of you having, you know, being your own platform. Everyone who's talking on the mic has a voice. You and your social media plumber has a voice. Bro, it's about sharing your knowledge. And every day you're out here able to share your knowledge and survive, there's probably someone at home right now that's not able to share it or not able to talk about it. And that's the reason why I do this whole podcast thing. Because not to let you know, I know you listened to one of my episodes, right? The toxic relationship one. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a few friends that hit me up saying that that touched them very close to them. It touched them and it actually helped them to leave relationships or to encourage that there's another light at the end of the tunnel. So the same way you're talking about now, there could be someone who's younger that's listening to this and be like, you know what? I understand how he feels. I understand what's coming through. At the end of the tunnel, Chris, there's always light. It depends on you and how far you want to walk for it. Cause you know what? That light could be five miles, 10 miles. But sometimes when people hear the word 10 miles, they'll get scared and say, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not going to run. I'm not telling you to run, but you know what? Every day, a step forward is most important, right or wrong. That is absolutely, I'm so glad you said that. I'm so glad you said that. Growing up in certain environments, you don't see or even know there's a light at the end of the tunnel. You don't. You just know this is what it is. And you get, you get so consumed in that environment and, and you just don't see or even know that the light, you just walk a couple more miles and it'll be there. You just sit there idly just standing there just okay this is how life is all right cool if parents were listening to this podcast right now and you had advice for parents on how to build a better relationship with their with their kids what would you say um, what kind of tips would you give them to make sure they don't because you mentioned a lot of shit about mental health suicide as a parent like i'm a parent and then you know i'm going to take them into consideration to make sure i spend more time with my kid to understand more of this but I what kind say, of advice would you give parents that are listening to this that have kids in high school that you say may, maybe they should build a better relationship or anything, key components you want to give them as a 20-year-old yourself? i say talk to them. Like, don't talk and listen. Don't just hear it. Actually comprehend what they're saying and internalize it and listen and retain. Because a lot of parents... They just hear it and it goes out the ear, out the other ear, and it just starts spouting nonsense. It's like you'll be fine. You do this. It's just a phase. No, no judgment. Don't do, no. Don't judge at all. Just don't listen. judge. Just listen, support, and actually, sometimes like yo, just 
Ask how you doing. How's your day? That little, that little line right there goes far. How you doing today? You good? Okay, cool. How about those kids that be like, I'm fine, I'm good, I'm never mind. You, you don't want, the person doesn't want to open up. You could just, you could still try, you know, have moves, like, meet each other, like, uh, spend more quality time with them. Because a lot of times, kids who, who do go through that, that phase where they just dismissive, they just, that's, that's built up. That's not natural. That builds up at the time of the, after countless days and years of neglect. It just builds up. For my so experience, that's how it is. That's your advice. I mean, that's pretty good. So any parents listening to this right now, have conversations with your kids. Um, you know, I thank you for coming to the show. You know, you, it looks to me like you had a young, rough road. A lot of us do too. Um, but you're humble. You, you care about people. And my challenge to you is that now that you did this, and it looks to me like you're pretty good at this, use that platform, man, to build up your own. You know, you have friends, like you said, that one young lady, you tried your that best to talk cool. to her. You know, that's just one good person that you help out. Maybe she don't realize that, you know, how important that help was. Some people don't. But if you like what you're doing and you feel like that's your hit factor, keep on doing it. At the same time, it's cool to know, look, I'm 35, year 20, and I feel like I can relate to you in so many ways. And I'm not going to judge you by your age or I'm not going to judge you by what you don't know. But it's great to understand the mindset because people need to keep on learning. Mm-hmm. And I have no idea what the fuck is going on through your head. And you have no idea what the fuck I go through my head. But at the end of the day, all I care about is your positivity and making sure you go far. So I thank you for coming on the show. I thank you for sharing. And if anyone out there listening feels that, you know, they can relate or have any questions or, you know, feel like you're not the only one, feel free to, you know, hit me up. Feel free to ask questions and I'll come and bring Chris back. I thank you. And like I said, you know, have a good night, man. And you take care of yourself. You too, man.